Tappers, what's up? It is the Tuesday edition of the Daily Tap. We have on deck for you why Aaron Rodgers' uncertainty could be screwing with the schedule makers at the NFL. We'll talk about all the different scenarios that they're probably going through and where they what they're going to do with the Packers and why it might lead to a very weird Packers schedule. Then I'm going to guess the schedule. Um, I did this last year during the pandemic. Pandemic didn't bring a lot of things, but one thing it did was my enjoyment in guessing the schedule. So we will try to do that. I put some thought behind it and then some it's just you throw it at the wall because it's a pure guess. Then lastly, we will wonder what the hell happened to the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. So we'll have that all together here on the Tuesday show. Let's start with the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers. So we know all the Aaron Rodgers drama. We don't need to go through it. We've talked about it at nauseum here on this podcast. But what I'm really curious about that I haven't heard a lot, and I know the NFL had like their schedule release trailer, and they pulled down the image of Rodgers and Mahomes handshaking because the Packers and, and Chiefs are set to play this year. Packers-Chiefs would be one of the premier games in the NFL next season. But without knowing Rodgers is going to be part of the Packers, they took that down entirely. So taking that down, not a huge deal, right? Um, Obviously, they are trying to protect their ass. They don't want to promise Packers-Chiefs without Aaron Rodgers. And that is a real risk right now. And so what I'm curious to see is, will the NFL sort of basically not cater to Jordan Love? Will the NFL basically say, all right, look, we do not know if the Packers are going to be with Jordan Love or with Aaron Rodgers. Because of that, we will only give the Packers a certain amount of primetime games. Put a number on it. Let's say three, let's say five. We'll put their primetime games later in the year so we can flex them out if we need to so we don't have to worry about that. We can also make sure they're not in those premier spots. This contradicts a prediction I have later, but they won't be on Thanksgiving. We have like the whole Christmas weekend, which they probably will have a game Friday. They'll probably have a game Saturday. They're going to blow that fucker out. So they're, that, they might say, all right, we're going to... Just completely keep the Packers out of any of those big spots. Because if Jordan Love is involved, we don't really want to feature Green Bay as much. Now, the counter to that is Green Bay is still a public team. Green Bay still brings asses into the seats. Ratings for Green Bay Packer games are always going to be good. It doesn't really matter who that quarterback is. If you go back to the Green Bay 2008 year when Aaron Rodgers took over and the Green Bay Packers were 6-10 and 10 that year, they started out on primetime a win against the Minnesota Vikings. They then were on primetime a few times throughout the year. They made it to a Sunday night game against Dallas, which they lost. They were a 4-15 slot a couple different times. They also made it to another two Monday night games, both losses to New Orleans and the Bears in overtime. Remember, that Packer defense 
could not stop stop a fucking sneeze that year. So there were there were opportunities where the Packers were still on primetime, but they did not get the premier slots. They only had one Sunday night game, and they had three Monday night games. And at that time, Monday night football was sort of pushed to the side. For the media historians out there, ESPN and NFL were not on the same wavelengths in the late aughts. Now they are. And ESPN has basically kissed the feet of the NFL, which I don't blame ESPN for doing. It's good business. I get it. Um, you, You will not see a lot of the think pieces about Ray Rice or Greg Hardy anymore from the mouse. And because of that, ESPN has basically said, or the NFL has said, all right, we're going to take care of you. Like We're going to allow flexing games into Monday night, which will drive fans crazy. I know I have buddies who will bitch to the heavens if the Packers get flexed into Monday night, which could very well happen when you have Aaron Rodgers. Um, They have a better Monday night slate. They've been having a better Monday night slate. But back in 2008, it was not like that. So for the Packers to have three Monday night games, that's not really surprising. The equivalent of that for 2021, maybe two Thursday night games. Now, the only way that happens if you play on Thanksgiving, but maybe that would be the equivalent. Two Thursday night games or playing on you know one Monday early and a Saturday game. That I could see that. There, there are a couple different scenarios where I could see Green Bay getting sort of shelved to the side because they just have Jordan Love. And now, the nice thing about the Packers' schedule, even if they did have Jordan Love, they have a lot of games that would put asses in the seats. Browns-Packers, even though you wouldn't think that would be a game that would draw, it will. There's a big fan base for Cleveland. There's a big one for Green Bay. That'll do ratings. Packers-Steelers also will do a great rating. Obviously, Packers-Bears. Vikings-Packers, even though better rivalry, I don't think it has the ratings capability as a Packers-Bears. Um, you have Packers. I think Packers-Chiefs, even with Jordan Love, would do pretty good numbers. I also think a Packers 49ers game, given all the drama around that, would do well. And so the schedule makers can either decide two things. They can either decide, hey, we're going to believe that Aaron Rodgers will be back and we're going to have the schedule like he's going to be on this roster, or we are going to assume Jordan Love will be there and maybe not give Green Bay as many primetime games as they usually have. I would say it would be a mistake to do the latter. Not only, not just because I have confidence that Aaron Rodgers will be back, but also because I think it's kind of reckless to just assume that and to lose out on the chance for Aaron Rodgers. And with the way that flexing goes, if Aaron Rodgers somehow ends up on Vegas or he ends up on Denver, I'm sure you can find a way to kind of mitigate that in middle, especially early in the season. Could have Green Bay in a 415 spot versus an 820 spot, or sorry, 325. Can have Green Bay at a 325 slot, so then it's not necessarily has to be primetime game. It doesn't, it's not the premier NBC game. And then you could also hedge it with making sure Denver is somehow involved. What if you have Denver, Kansas City? week one and you're like all right well if Rodgers is here we're gonna get Rodgers Mahomes week one here we go 
we'll just sort of see how it does it. It's a really fascinating subplot that I just, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe they're not thinking about this. Maybe they're robots and they're just like, all right, we want to get the best possible matchups. We want to get these teams in prime time. We think that they're going to be, you know, big teams. You know, Browns, for example, are going to have a lot of primetime attention because I think a lot of people think the Browns could be Super Bowl contenders, which makes me want to take their under, even though I think they are very talented this year and have a real shot to do something. I think you're going to get a lot of Miami love. I think with Tua and trying to rebuild and reinvigorate that Dolphins franchise, I think you will get the Dolphins kind of in some primetime spots. The Bills are as public of a team in the you know Northeast. I think you'll have the Bills in a variety of primetime slots. In the NFC, obviously Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay-Dallas will be the Thursday night game, if you're asking me today. I don't know. That has not leaked as of taping. I'm taping this late late Monday. Um, trying to think of other teams that could be big. Arizona with J.J. Watt, Kyler Murray. I think there will be a lot of Arizona uh, pull there. Giants maybe a little bit. I think the Giants are frisky. I think the fact that there are some good NFC East teams. I think the fact Redskins Cowboys, or sorry, football team Cowboys, could be a good mashup this year. That'll be on primetime, I think, both both games. So yeah, I, there's a lot to like about a, a variety of teams. And that might even push you more towards, let's just assume Jordan Love's on this roster. We can make up with other storylines. And if Aaron Rodgers is back on the team, well then we can pivot and make sure that the Packers are featured more in primetime. Remember, in 2019, the Packers, I think, picked up a few late afternoon and then primetime games because Green Bay had been bad for two years. So the NFL really didn't show them a ton of love. And then as Green Bay got good, they were like, all right, we got to put them on TV more. Now, one of those was a flex game against San Francisco where they were waxed by uh, 20, what was it, 20, no, 30, no, 29 points. There we go, good math, 37 to eight. It was a bad, bad loss. But now it's time for me to guess the schedule. I try to have some sort of formula here. I look at, you know, how many games are you playing against your division in a row, making sure there's not a swath of home games or a swath of road games, understanding that you basically have to sort of spread the schedule out. You have to make sure you're featuring the teams who are in your AFC opponents, and you have to figure out when maybe they would want that premier primetime Chiefs-Packers game, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, And what would be this big game in week one? Now, Green Bay has not opened with a non-division rival since 2017. Green Bay has played Chicago twice. They played Minnesota once. It has been sort of a theme for the Packers in week one. That theme ends this year. Because I am going to assume the schedule makers will have Aaron Rodgers in the back of their head with the Green Bay Packers schedule. And even if they don't, and if they're more on the Jordan Love side, they're going to open up the season at San Francisco. I am convinced that will be the first matchup of the Packers. Packer Niners, whether it's Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, or even Monday night. I, no, I couldn't see the late night Monday. 
I hope not. I, I actually, I would love to see the late night Monday just to see the pinhead reaction. It would be incredible. It would be a game, honestly, if, if the Packers are playing late night on Monday, I am getting drunk for that. I'm taking off Tuesday. Like, I'll work Monday and I'll just take off, like, Tuesday. It'll be weird. Or, like, a Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. I have barely any PTO because of wedding shit. But that's here nor there for another time. So, yes, at San Francisco is my first game. I feel pretty good about that. I bring in the division next, the following week, the 19th, at home, home opener against Minnesota. They've done this before. They've played Minnesota early in the season. I think this year is no different. Adam Thielen gets welcomed with a chorus of boos as he backtracked hard today. Um, just a classic Minnesota kid. Just running his mouth, acting like a complete idiot. Then they'll go to Chicago. Now, I do want to keep a Chicago game in December. And I, I have this one, the Packers going to Soldier Field. But I do think that the NFL, when looking at the Bears schedule, they're going to try to backload the Bears schedule in hopes that Justin Fields is playing. Because Rodgers, Justin Fields, late in the season, a new quarterback to the Packer-Bear rivalry. Oh my God, that's headlines for days. I do have Packer-Bears slotted in December. I do think you're going to get a lot of premier games for Chicago as the year goes on. After the uh, road trip down to the Windy City, they head home to play their rivals, the Seattle Seahawks. Last year was the first year in, what, nine years or something like that that the Packers and Seahawks had not played. They renew the rivalry. Would not be surprised if you see that one on primetime. Um, but yes, Packers-Seahawks for sure. Always a good matchup. Always fun. I love the fact that somehow we keep playing the Seahawks in Lambeau, one of Russell Wilson's uh, nightmare stadiums. He's not done well there. Um, who knows really where the Seahawks, in terms of their personality, are at? I, you know, we knew it was very tense early on. It calmed down. Is that going to ever pick back up? Is Russell Wilson just going to say, "I'm sorry"? Is he, he, I mean, if Russell Wilson says he's sorry, he's going to like cry. It's going to be like a 30 minute press conference. It's going to be. I think there'll be a sponsor of some sort. It'll be just ridiculous. Then I have the Packers going out to Arizona. That should be mostly Packer fans. Again, another potential primetime opportunity. Uh, the J.J. Watt Green Bay angle as he spurned the Packers. I wonder what, if anyone's actually talked to J.J. Watt and be like, did Aaron Rodgers tell you he wasn't coming back and that's why you didn't want to go to the Packers? Or is it just the money because you got paid out to basically be a retiree in Arizona? I, I'm not sure. One of the two. Then I have Green Bay heading home back home to play the Washington football team. So yeah, a stretch where you're playing a lot of NFC opponents, but you're not playing any of your rivals as the, we cleared that earlier in the schedule. Then on October 24th, I have them at Kansas City, primetime NBC. I feel very good about that one because that will be sweeps for network, number one. Number two, that will be the first weekend of the World Series. So, and the NFL always looks for that big game to dwarf, pat dwarf the the MLB. They take great pleasure in that. So that's where they will choose Kansas City. Then they come home to play Detroit in a massive like if they beat the Chiefs on the road, that will be like such a look ahead spot. And I have a buy upcoming that just spells disaster and just a very weird Dan Campbell Chiefs or Dan Campbell Detroit game. So I have a buy on the 17th, the 7th. I think the Packers would love a buy 
in the dead middle of the year. Then it gets very difficult for Green Bay. I have at Baltimore, Lamar versus Aaron Rodgers or Lamar versus Jordan Love. Obviously, will be a lot of eyeballs on that. Come home to play Los Angeles. Now, if they did have to play the Los Angeles Rams and the Ravens back-to-back, the bumps and bruises would be tremendous. Then I have the Packers going to Detroit on Thanksgiving on the 25th. Here's why I like that spot for the Packers. Because Detroit's going to be bad this year. Detroit's going to be one of the worst teams in football. Detroit still gets a Thanksgiving game. They're going to need to do something to get people to watch that. And what do you do? You put one of the most public teams in that spot on Thanksgiving Day. I think that's a no-brainer for the NFL. Packers haven't played Thanksgiving in a lot of years. I've been waiting for when we're going to hear Packers Thanksgiving game because it feels like it's... It's just a matter of time. And that's where I think they may go. You know, it was Texans last year for the um, for the Lions. But in terms of who else could potentially be on that Thanksgiving Day roster for the Lions, let's see here. You have the Bears, obviously, the Vikings. I doubt the Cardinals. Maybe the 49ers. That'd be an interesting one. You have the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson on Thanksgiving. Philadelphia Eagles, probably not. Couldn't see that one. Yeah, so that that would probably be the list. Um, But I think the Packers have a strong case for that Thursday night game. Speaking of Thursdays, we've seen Pittsburgh on a lot of Thursday nights. It seems like they're trying to make Steelers and Ravens uh, the Thanksgiving night game. And if that's the case, they like to stack the Thursday with a team who's played Thursday before. So I'm going Packers-Steelers on Thursday night in Lambeau, early December. I think that would be a massive rating uh, for the Thursday night game and be a great one for the Thursday night package. Now, I know Fox has the right to reserve certain games. That could be a game where Fox reserves it. They only get Pittsburgh so often on their network. Then I have them home against Chicago. Um, So potentially Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers, I mentioned earlier. At Cincinnati, would be unfortunate to play Cincinnati later in the year just because Joe Burrow will be back. So you'll get Joe Burrow and Rodgers or Joe Burrow and and Jordan Love. Then at New Orleans, who knows who's New Orleans quarterback at that time. And then wrapping up the year, primetime against Cleveland at home. I have to imagine NBC really liked all the snow and everything they got out of that Packers-Titans game. I would imagine they run that back. Now, will they get snow? Maybe. But I think that that, just to have that opportunity again, they'll take advantage of it. And they'll end the year at Minnesota. Green Bay has, kind of similar to the Lions in Thanksgiving, Green Bay has not played Minnesota to finish a year Gosh, I think it's been since 2015. They used to alternate and then they stopped doing it, which really threw me off because then they played Detroit for like three straight years at Ford Field. And so I'm not, I'm not calling for that, but I'm calling for at Minnesota to finish out the year. So real quickly, if you weren't following along, San Francisco, Minnesota, Chicago, Seattle, Arizona, the football team, Kansas City, Detroit, by Baltimore, Los Angeles Rams, Detroit on Thanksgiving, Pittsburgh on Thursday night, Chicago, since at Cincinnati, at New Orleans, 
vert home to Cleveland and Minnesota on the road to finish. They didn't put any Monday night games in there. I mean, I, if, you, if I were to guess and I were to look at it, I could see the football team, one, being a Monday night spot. I could see Cincinnati being a Monday nighter. I could see Baltimore. They like ESPN likes Lamar. I could see that being potentially a Monday night for Green Bay. So those are all potential opportunities from the Monday night variety. But yeah, I think they have a they have a very tough schedule. And I am so excited for eight and eight day on the thirteenth. Cause the schedule will be released and then you'll have fucking Chucky cut a hay going, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, that schedule is looking very difficult. Uh, just, just really don't, really don't know. Uh, man, that tripes. I, I just, I can't see nine wins, guys. I, I just can't, even with Rodgers, you know. I don't know where his head's going to be at. I, I'm, I'm going to say eight and eight. I'm going to say eight and eight. Trust me. You're going to get a lot of that uh, on Thursday and Friday. But, yes, I'm excited to see the schedule come out. We'll see what uh, Green Bay has in store and what the NFL has in store and if the Jordan Love-Aaron Rodgers dynamic affects any of it. I didn't mention this, but I probably should have. Um, before we go to the Milwaukee Bucks, let me talk about Devontae Adams real quick. So Devontae Adams made a comment to Colin Coward today saying, basically, I'm behind Aaron Rodgers, and if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, I have to rethink how I want to do free agency. Dante or Devontae at this point is a free agent next season. So what does that exactly mean? Well, number one, it means Aaron Rodgers should try to get his way back to Lambeau because I'd like Devontae Adams. And maybe Brian Gunacus is over there saying, this is the problem. I have to try to pay Aaron Rodgers out, make sure he's protected, say you're good to go here, but also give Devontae Adams a ton of money because he's one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in football. And I also have to pay some other guys too. So the dilemma that these guys are going through is paramount. And Devontae Adams saying, well, I might reconsider free agency if... Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Well, no fucking shit, dude. Of course you are. I I understand why this is a headline, but we really should do, are we sure this is needed media attention? Like, I know I'm giving it, but I, I just wanted to touch on it because I think it would be weird if I didn't talk about it. I, I'm not surprised at all that Devontae Adams is like, all right, I'm not going to stay here if it's Jordan Love and we're rebuilding. Makes sense, right? But also, what if... The chemistry between Love and Adams next year is sick. And Love's like, and Adams is like, well, I can catch balls from this guy to round out my career. Love being a Packer and go forward, right? And I know they have, he has a pretty good relationship with Aaron Rodgers, but I could totally see that. And people act like Devontae Adams needs Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't. He had such a good year with Brett Hundley. And he really did well down the stretch with Brett Hundley. And he figured out how to play with Brett Hundley and the other Packer quarterbacks that were out there. The only thing I worry about with Adams and free agency is the Las Vegas Raiders, point blank. Because they have Adams' quarterback from college, Derek Carr. Now, 
Derek Carr could leave and this all becomes moot. And it's out in the close to the Bay Area. It's not the Bay Area, but it's close. San Francisco also would be a massive worry just given the proximity proximity from Adams' hometown. You also would have to worry about the LA teams, the Rams, the Chargers who get every backer free agent. I think those would all be on the table for Devontae. And I don't know cap space next year. Don't even ask me. But there would be a lot of teams on the West Coast that would try to bring Devontae back home. But hopefully he stays a Packer. I think this was pointed by him. It's the first like big name Packer to speak out against the whole situation and say, look, we need to get this done. And I think that helps more than it hurts, honestly, because they want to get Devontae Adams' extension done after. And I think the reason why it hasn't gotten done yet, Rogers shit. They're dealing with all of this Rogers shit. So that's why they can't necessarily move on to another guy like Devontae Adams. But it'll be very interesting to see if there's any more developments on as the Aaron Rodgers turns. Lastly, to wrap up today's show, man, I spent a good chunk of Monday's podcast talking about the Bucks, talking about how well they're playing, talking about how they should fight for the two seed and the two seed matters. And even though home court is not as important as it is in years past, you still get to sleep in your own bed. You still get to see your family when it's game seven and you're going to war. You're loading up the Uzis. You're loading up the machetes. Shout out to Kevin Garnett. I think I butchered that quote. It's fine. And what do the Bucks do? They lose by fucking 20 plus and give up 146 points. They gave up six threes in the first quarter. I turned the game on as I was heading out of the grocery store and I was like, ah, you know what? I don't need this for my mental health at this point. I came back on a little later in the second quarter and San Antonio couldn't miss. They were red hot. The Bucks did not have a good defensive plan against what the Spurs were trying to do. Uh, they got Bryn Forbes in a lot of trouble. Brooke Lopez also was a disaster. Bobby Portis was terrible tonight. Bobby Portis hasn't had a lot of bad games. This was a bad game for Bobby Portis. And I don't want to be fan reacting about one game, but I also want to point out, like, this is a game you should have had. Like, there was no real reason to go on cruise control here. You're playing fucking Orlando tomorrow. Just beat San Antonio, and everybody can probably rest against Orlando, and they'll still fucking win. Because Orlando is that bad, and Orlando does not want to win any basketball games moving forward. They would like to tank out and give themselves a real chance at the one seed. But instead, you absolutely laid an egg. And I don't think Bud should rest anybody tomorrow. I'll put that take out there. I I think, could the Bucks win without any of their guys tomorrow? Absolutely. I, but I don't think that they are, should be rewarded for this game. And that might sound old Manny. That might sound like a hot take. But here's the thing. Why should the Bucks get rewarded with a day off? Fucking play it out. If you beat the Magic's ass in the first half, the gas pedal's going to pull back and you're, everybody else is going to be out. So just play half basketball. That's all we ask. And 
the Bucks defense, I'm not I'm not ready to get go there yet with the defense. But yeah, you're starting to see some cracks, right? Like 133 points to the Nets, or I'm sorry, the Rockets, 146 to the Spurs. You did a lot, you did do okay against Brooklyn. But what I want to know is, is this something where it's a combination of things? One, the Bucks aren't taking these games as serious as they did those Brooklyn ones, number one. Number two, are these teams just feeling young, wild, and free because they have nothing to play for? The Rockets, absolutely nothing. A bunch of guys trying to make a name for themselves. San Antonio is still fighting, but in reality, they're going to be the 10 seed likely and play Memphis on the road. And so there's really not much more they can do. So maybe it's just a relaxedness and the Bucks are still playing a little tight because they're thinking about that two seed, even though Giannis said it didn't matter, but he was also really excited about it. So I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily get the correlation there. They have to block that shit out and they just have to keep winning basketball games. You have a game against the Magic tonight who are hapless. You have a game against the Pacers on Thursday. Pacers still trying to fight for a playoff spot. But again, they're not a good team. They haven't been a good team. The Bucs have owned the Pacers throughout the year. They ain't playing Miami Heat. Mitch and I, I'm sure, will talk about Heat Bucks and say, should the Bucs show anything? Should the Bucs completely pull everybody off and take a loss and not play the whole weekend? Then you have Chicago on Sunday. Again, do you play? Do you just let everybody sit? Who knows what will transpire there? I I just have to. I just need more from the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't have this 146 lazy effort from Milwaukee. And as I noted, why should anyone get a day off tomorrow? They should all play. And if that makes me sound like an old man, that makes me sound like an old man. All right, Tappers, that will do it for our show. We'll be back tomorrow, probably. I say that lightly. I feel like today's show could carry it for tomorrow. I'm trying to maybe do a little bit less in podcasting. Not like because I, I, I told you guys this on Friday. Just, I've been getting a lot of overwhelming feelings. So I just, you know, there are times where maybe I need to take a little bitty step back. That might be one of those. So if I don't have a pod on Wednesday, enjoy the schedule release. Follow along with what I pointed out. See if I get any right. I probably will not. But I think last year I got three or four. So take that, Westworld, Greg. All right. See you guys. Have a great day. We'll be back either Wednesday or Thursday. Take care. Bye.